Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Hey everybody, it's week number 11 in the National Football League. Time is flying when you're talking about bullying and all sorts of stuff and watching football at the same time. Time is absolutely flying. We are hurtling deep into November where uh, we watch playoff runs get made or playoff runs that you think are going to happen get blown to smithereens and teams like the Carolina Panthers come to the fore. This is what we're talking about in week number 11 of the National Football League. Good to see you, Chris Law. Good to see you, sir. Rich, good to see you. Chris Brockman still rocking the Old English B of his Boston Red Sox you know world what? champions. Like Mike Napoli, Rich, world. my party is just going on and on and on, but I'm keeping my shirt on. <laughs> but you are not. You don't look like some sort of cough drop hillbilly, though. <laughs> you know, some cough drop brother hillbilly. People, apparently people with beards are hillbillies to Rich now. Well, Me a couple dude, weeks ago, dude, Napoli. Calling you a hillbilly is sort of a joke. <laughs> All right. But Napoli uh, and those guys. Oh, my gosh. Please. That's great. They rivaled hey, the, uh, the 93 Phillies We there. had the cowboy up and the idiots. Why not the hillbillies? So what do we talk about here as we enter week number 11 of the NFL? I mentioned the bullying first and then the Panthers second. I'd like to flip it. I was going to say, the, the Panthers, like I think, it. is the bigger story. Because football-wise. the Carolina Panthers are, are officially the surprise team of the 2013 season. We talked about it over the last few weeks, certainly when we went uh, to Tampa a few weeks ago to kick off Thursday night football when they beat Tampa to go above 500 for the first time in the Ron Rivera era, for the first time for Cam Newton since he lifted the glass egg for Auburn at University of Phoenix Stadium, beating Chip Kelly's Oregon Ducks for that glass egg. That's correct. He had not been above 500. He is continuing to win. He won two weeks ago at home against Atlanta, a game that they should win based on how the Falcons have been playing this year. Obviously, 2012 is a long time ago. So My now Super Bowl it's, pick, It's Rich. all about 2013. My condolences to your Super Bowl pick Thank there. Thank you. All of that said, though, we've been talking about it on this show. We need to see the Carolina Panthers do that against a quality opponent, a playoff caliber opponent, perhaps even at that playoff caliber opponent's own home. And guess what? Carolina went out to San Francisco and took the 49ers' best shot earlier on in the game. Again, Vernon Davis, when he goes down, it is apparent... Big that difference. this offense is not the same for Colin Kaepernick with uh, 
Chris Brockman's ring buddy, Michael Crabtree, still out. <laughs> this offense is different without Crabtree. We all know it. Crabtree no was, his, was his number one target. No he was his BFF. He was his guy that would do those skinny posts and find space. And Kaepernick would hit his back foot. Boom, ball out to Crabtree. They need him back. And they, they apparently will get him back in time for December and the push here. But Carolina sticking with him in a big boy game where there was some serious paint swapping going down in the uh, line of scrimmage in the secondary where Eric Reed and Mike Tolbert are meeting and and Cam Newton making some serious third down throws when he needed to. And finally, finally, um, Graham Gano, right? He's, the, he's their place kicker yeah. in Carolina who, as we've, knew from his Washington years you couldn't spell Gano without occasionally the <laughs> G or the no he Gano'd one earlier on in the game and then finally put one through the uprights putting Carolina up and the pressure on San Francisco's offense to perform and, and Kaepernick just could not move the ball down the field now my belief and this is partially borne out of having Frank Gore on a fantasy team, which Uh-oh. by the way is cue now the, cue the rant music seven and three, seven and three, and are you in the fishmonger league nine and one, one and clear? I lost by um, point eight points oh, in wow. the Garland League because I I picked up Kaepernick for my injured quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Kaepernick laying around? He was the... laying around. Wow. And so was Case Keenum, and I chose Kaepernick over Keenum had I played Keenum. And I, and I was scared away from playing Bernard because of the ribs and started Keenan Allen instead. Lo and behold, I'm 8-2 and two instead of 9-1, and one, but I'm not worried about that. All that said, I, obviously this is born out of paying closer attention when you've got a fantasy player. I, I don't know what it is if Gore is if – they're, if they're just trying to make sure that he's fine for the full 16 – but I'm still waiting for that old 30-carry Frank Gore game here. Yeah. And this was that game. This was that game. Give it to him. Feed him. Impose your will on a defense that is imposing its. That Carolina defense. Yeah, not, not a lot of offensive possessions. Marshall and I were talking about this going in because that was his Sunday statement. He wanted to see if this Panthers team could finally rise up against a quality opponent. Number two. Three overall and two in scoring defense, and they really showed up. They're the real deal, and Luke Keekley is the, is the real deal. They've got playmakers on every level of that defense, and you're, you're referring to the fact that you are Marshall Falk's segment producer for game day morning, correct? I am. So we call you segment producer? Sure. Or what, what do you call yourself? Sure. I'm just his guy. You're his guy. This guy, where basically you talk just, with him all week and you pick his brain what he wants to talk about on game day morning. Yeah, and then we try to make it happen. So visually, uh, looks good. And now Carolina comes home for the Week Eleven finale. Man, is that a good Monday game night what? football? Which ESPN is doing cartwheels over the Patriots coming off of their bye week at seven and two. Unreal. The two seed in a, in the AFC, not Under by tiebreakers, but they they are seven and two, a game behind Denver, but because Denver's a game behind Kansas City. New England is the two seed. The Broncos are the five seed. And with Cincinnati losing again, back-to-back games to fall to six and four. And Indianapolis, you want to talk about just a head-scratcher. Indianapolis wins at San Francisco, beats Seattle at home, 
puts the bang thing on Denver, the only team to do so this year. And we know the Rams are a talented team. We know they're a talented team. Defensively. You, you've, well, not even defensively. Offensively. Offensively. Zach Stacy is a find. Let's put it that way. Tavon Austin. We've been talking about it ever since the combine where he lit it up. Perhaps the Rams want to play every game in Lucas Oil Stadium because Tavon Austin <laughs> had his best day since the combine in that building. That punt return was something. 300, what, he had 312 total yards? Uh, I think a little bit more. Yeah, he had three touchdowns over 50 yards. Over 50. Three. I mean, he is special. And the fact that he, it just came out of nowhere, I understand rookies are a fickle beast. But that was completely out of nowhere. And, and the Colts fell down in Houston but came back up. The Rams just kept pouring it on and pouring it on and pouring it, was it on. It 35 nothing at one point. It was a blowout. Blowout. And I'm sitting down with Chuck Pagano Wednesday night for Thursday night kickoff because week 11's kickoff is the Colts and Titans. Uh, and neither of those teams did, it, did any favors for this matchup with the Titans losing at home to Jacksonville's, becoming Jacksonville's first victim of the year and the Colts getting wiped and off the field by the Rams. Wiped on every phase of the game. The Rams crushed them. Dare we say boat raced, Rich. They were boat raced, yeah. brother. They were boat raced. And the first question I'm going to ask Chuck Pagano Wednesday simply, what happened? Right. <laughs> what happened? Is the offense, minus Reggie Wayne, something that can get fixed? you got to ask that question. T.Y. Hilton going crazy in the second half of that Sunday night game might be covering up the greater issue moving forward here. They they elevated a, a rookie uh, what uh, Derek Rogers right? Yeah, Am I pr- pronouncing him right. I know there's an apostrophe there. Is it, is it Derek Rogers? I, I know I might sound like an idiot for people out there who actually know how to pronounce his name, but they elevated a rookie from their practice squad, a wide receiver this week. And I know I could see out of my peripheral vision is quality. Chris Brockman, I could see who what you've pulled up on the screen. Well, Go for yes, it. because, and this has been an issue that you and I have talked about so much, and I know the score kind of dictated what his productivity was going to be, but Trent Richardson had five carries for two yards, and in his last three games, Rich, 27 carries, 59 yards. Do you yards. think they have buyer's remorse right <laughs> now? Already? You want to answer that question yourself? Well, a first-round choice? A first-round choice. This was supposed to be the 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 game changer to this offense and even before reggie wayne went down they weren't using him but don donald brown wasn't isn't doing anything donald their, their brown, entire rushing donald brown anything. marshall showed that on on his marshall that, plan on sunday morning that was, that was his point this he week he said trent richardson is running the darkness which you never want to hear yeah where he is essentially having holes and instead of exploiting them chooses to run in the contact to run into darkness and that's what he had me do this week. He said, hey, find me a play, the same play that they run, and show me the difference between Richardson and Brown. And the, the play that I found, Brown rattled off a 30-yard run. Richardson, for four yards, ran right into contact. So I don't even – I know it's a week-to-week league. I don't know what to make of it anymore, man. No idea. I don't know what to make of it anymore. Well, Luck looked bad, too, though. Luck was missing passes. I don't know what to make of it. Miss. I'm being very honest. I don't know what to make of it. It's week-to-week, and we judge everything from week-to-week. But let's try, we try to go bigger picture here. We try to go bigger picture here. Carolina has won five in a row, which is the longest winning streak in the NFL after Kansas City's. 
nine to start the season, and the Chiefs have a big game on Sunday night this week against the Denver Broncos, for which Dwayne Bow gets busted for speeding, holding, and smoking, which is the triple play. Allegedly on the, la- oh, on the ladder. Allegedly. Allegedly. His friend can claimed we, it to be can his. Can we call that the Dwayne Bow hat well, trick? Well, how about him? Sunday night, midnight, right? Midnight Sunday, apparently going 48 in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. Just his luck as he is in a car with, Which is a doable filled speed. with pot yeah. that reeks of pot. It just happens to be a canine unit that pulls him over. <laughs> what was the last canine unit that pulled you guys over, uh, by yeah, the way? Been a while. Seriously. I'm being – I mean, no, I, don't, never. I don't get pulled over often at all, thank goodness. I'm, <laughs> I'm knocking on wood. I mean, for the grace of whatever, for the grace of the Lord – we uh, forty eight and the thirty five does not sound overly. Uh, it's not crazy as long as it's not a school zone. I mean, there know, are times. There are times. There are times when you get lost, and yeah. you and you're you know you're trying to get to work. You're trying to do this. Trying sure. to do that. Forty eight and thirty five is not unreasonable. I, I, you know, it, it's not like seventy. Right. Exactly. I don't know where I don't know where that line is where it crosses from yeah. understandable to unreasonable. To like, wow. Yeah. But forty eight and the thirty five. When was the last time you were pulled over by a canine unit? Anybody? Never. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever... He's pulled over by a canine... <laughs> it's one of those things... That I know you guys don't... You haven't seen Annie Hall, correct? No. No. All right. It is Woody Allen's right. finest Obviously, achievement. Many you could say People would say Hannah and her sisters, and then you go early Manhattan. Woody Allen. Manhattan, early Woody Allen, where he's totally zany, crazy, wacky, is also genius. Take the money and run. Bananas, mm-hmm. sleepers, love and death. Please do yourself a favor at some point. But Annie Hall is genius, and he won an Oscar for it. Right. For which he did not show up because he was. Ple- uh, Oscars were held on his night to play clarinet at Michael's Pub in New York, where he still does, by the way, in New York City. <laughs> what? This is all true story. Yes, yes. Did not show up to. Accept so he his does Oscar. this once a week. Something that he does once a week. It's his gig. He didn't show up to Correct. the Oscars. Yes. This is a true. This See, is, this is all. This, and is, this is why I don't like Woody Allen. The guy doesn't even do interviews. Like, if you're that talented, so that much of a genius, share so your, what? share your. Well, Bobby Cannavale was sat here and gave us some good. Yeah, yeah he some did. good Woody, Woody Allen, Allen stories. At any rate, the I reason why I'm bringing this up is there's a a, a, a a scene in the movie where he's waiting on line at a movie theater, mm-hmm. and he hears some blowhard in front of him talk about. Uh, um, an author named at the time Marshall McLuhan, who was a very famous uh, author writing on communication media okay. issues. Okay, and the guy is blowhard is talking about Marshall McLuhan, and Woody Allen goes, "Man, I just this guy in front in front of him knows nothing about Marshall McLuhan. I wish he, Marshall McLuhan could be here." And he had a dream sequence where he goes, actually, I have Marshall McLuhan right here. And Marshall McLuhan goes up to the guy and goes, you know nothing about my work. It's like a total dream sequence in that regard. It's like the nightmare for Dwayne Bowe. This is why I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and bring this all home right now. I'm waiting. I happen to have a canine unit dog right here. <laughs> oh, you, you're not smoking? You don't have anything? I happen to have a dog right here. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Let me go get him. It's not like you have to stay here and I've got to call one right. 15, 20 minutes later. No, no, they just happen to have I'm just it. going to go into my car and get a dog. Ugh. And now, allegedly, smoking allegedly. and holding and speeding. And, and it would be his second 
because he had an offense. He was suspended a few well, years ago. Well, here's the deal. And I tweeted this out earlier today, and, and my good friend Dan Lebertar. I did see this exchange you guys oh, had. I didn't see it. Oh, it was nice. Okay, you tell me. You tell me. Of course, my computer freezes. <laughs> I, I can pull I it up. This. No, no, I've got it. I've got All it now. Right. I've got it now. Here we go. Because my thought is, is, as I tweeted out, if being 9-0 and after suffering the worst record, after being on a team that had the worst record the year before, isn't enough to focus you on the ultimate prize, I don't know what is. Am I wrong in saying that? No. Hold on a minute. Here's Lebertard. Here's Lebertard's response. By the way, this computer blows here. <laughs> Here's Lebertard's response to me, and I love Dan. And, 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 the, and his response after I responded to him was classic, too. It was a nice little exchange you guys had. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. So that's why I said if, if a 9-0 start after having worst record in the league isn't enough to get Dwayne Bowe focused on prize 24-7, one must wonder what is. To which Dan Lebertard responded, and I had to check to see if it was him. Because, you know, he's got, it's his radio show and yeah, there's and other sometimes guys. The, yeah, sometimes the producer. Why can't he be focused on the prize and like marijuana? All prize focusers refuse to smoke and drink, question mark. To which I responded, um, come on, Dan. I'm like, you know. Right. Good Lord, this computer blows. I got you, I got you. You said, Dan, being out at midnight behind a wheel of a car, getting high, come on. You know, I mean... I'm not naive enough to sit here and think that all athletes are clean, that they can all pee in a cup and clear a marijuana test in the middle of a season. I'm not dumb. I'm not naive. My head's not in the sand. Yeah. But to then go drive a car at midnight exactly one week to the day before you're playing Peyton Manning, you lose this game. You go from one in the AFC to five on the spot. True. With mere weeks to go and anything can happen. Look at Green Bay. They're starting Scott freaking Tolzine against the New York Giants this week. Yep. After signing Matt Flynn, who everybody says has got such a bad wing, he did pass an MRI test, but... What did Ian Rappaport tell us? Couldn't feel his hand. The Packers went from having essential control of the NFC North, having already beaten Detroit, having Chicago in its house on Monday Night Football, marching down the field one seemingly innocent sack later. Rodgers is gone. Seneca Wallace is in, who pulls a a hammy or whatever he pulled within seconds of his start. Scott Tolzien is in. Anything can happen. you got to win now. Look at the Houston Texans. Their window of opportunity was wide open the last two years. They couldn't go through it. They got past Cincinnati twice, but they got waxed in the division round twice. You've got to take your window of opportunity when you have it. You look at Houston now, they're starting Case Keenum. Arian Foster's having back surgery in Marina Del Rey right around the corner from here, for crying out loud. They've got two wins in week 11. That's my point. Focus. You want to get high? You want to smoke? Do it in your house. I know that sounds stupid. I would clearly that is said with the caveat of don't do it at all. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, so you don't have to put earmuffs on your children while we're listening to this podcast. Don't do it at all. 
But if you're going to do it, what, are you going to bring stuff in a black box in a car and drive around and, and then go 48 and a 35? Because well, you know what might happen? A canine unit of all units. <laughs> it's not a sheriff. It's not, a, it's not just a regular cop car. It's a canine, for crying out loud. Of all units. That's what I'm saying. Interesting day for that news to come out the same day as the the SI article on Sam Hurd, which I don't know. Yeah, if you're able no, to read. I haven't got. I, we don't have time to get into all that. Well, that was. Well, Mike McKnight, a friend of the uh, of the network, wrote a, a very nice, very interesting piece on that. Suggestive but, reading, for but sure. But Dwayne Bow, the week before he's playing the Broncos, out game driving around. That's my point. Driving around with friend, just Netflix, man. Stay home. Watch the Sunday night game. Do something. You want to do that with your friends? Do it in March. If you have to, don't do it at all. That's my point. And the number of people that hit me back. I'm a prude. <laughs> it's the 21st century. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because my head's buried in the sand with Daffy Duck. And my son and, and, and you Dora were the watching Explorer. cartoons yesterday. Rich, maybe that's so maybe. It. maybe I'm just so I'm 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 just out of touch. You guys are younger than me. Is it is it 21st century to get caught for holding driving and speed and holding speeding and smoking at the same time a week before you're playing? I mean, because if you're going to get bust, what happens if he can't play yeah, in this well, game? I understand he hasn't been a huge cog. That's another thing I got back from some trolls. He hasn't done anything this year. It's been the defense anyway. They're going to suck. They're I, not for real. I think no matter which side of the argument you are on, on the, mar- on the marijuana thing in general is he's in a, a, a business that says you can't use this. And, and they drug test all the time. And you're drug tested all the time. And to be even doing it is putting not only your career, millions of dollars on, on the line, your teammates, everything. Well, you talk about football being a team sport and you have all the, you have 52 other guys counting on you. But that's what the Sam Hurd article point. said. That's why I brought it up because they said he said in the Dallas locker room in 0807, at least 22 to 25 guys were smoking. So, you know, it's a culture that we might not. Oh, the locker room culture. I mean, are we getting yeah, on that again? No, yeah, you know. I'd rather not. And you know what? I'll tell you what. With that story, I'm just about almost there of the having Dolphins, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah me, me too. Almost. I mean, I'm just about this far away. A lot more to Martin than we know going on. Because... As I said on, on Sunday morning, it leads the league in any sports story in the caveats of if we eventually learn then, or I'm not sure, but. Right. And everybody, Martin this. Did you see, did you see that the, uh, like a, a New York Times writer, news writer, Jonathan Martin, oh, it was getting, is getting tweets, yeah. hate tweets, yeah. and tweets have supported him? Like, like, look, the NYT, what do you think NYT stands for? <laughs> Twitter bios are there for a reason. Not your tackle, People Rich. are just <laughs> ass, nice. not your tackle. Well done. Very well good, done. Chris right. Brock. Thank that's you. next level shit right there. 2009 main sports columnist of the year. <laughs> you what? know what I'm saying? I mean, it is just the armchair analysis of all of this stuff. We uh, we don't know of all of this stuff. And Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, telling Mike Tirico, yeah, "I'm going to see Jonathan Martin Wednesday." Guess what? No, Guess what? Not. On Tuesday, the NFL's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> Ted Wells is speaking to him Friday. That's who he's going to speak to. Ugh. 
And that's why people are like, he's only texting Jonathan Martin. It's because he can't talk to him. Everybody's lawyering up. It's what happens in 2000. You want to talk 21st century? This is a 21st century story. Everybody's lawyering up for a reason. Because the last time a, a culture of the NFL situation was adjudicated upon by the commissioner, it wound up in front of a federal judge. Because you've got a Players Association chief who is litigious as all get out. Yes. And is, has, has a major problem with the commissioner's authority powers. But you can't have two consenting adults. There are two consenting adults. Very much so. There is, and we don't know what has gone on between them. That's the one thing that I took out of Incognito's chat with our buddy Jay Glazer was he said, this is not a bullying thing. You could say that about whatever you want. It's not a hazing thing. You could say whatever you want about that. But you can't say anything about what Incognito said next. It's about a th- it's whatever's gone. It's a thing between me and Jonathan. Their relationship. Darn straight, man. Yeah. You know what we should talk about this with? We're going to talk about this with our, our, our sole guest. Of the pro, I'm hot. I'm on fire right you now. You are hot. You are right hot. Now. You're, You're hot right now. You know what? It's just because it's just every year. It's, it's there's something. There's something. Something. We're going to talk about with uh, the magical Van Peasy, Scott Van Pelt of the Worldwide Leader in Sports, ESPN, and I think he's is he going to ISDN in? SVP is ISDN in. That's next See, level stuff. That's, that is next level, <laughs> and it's also the way we respect you, the listener. I could make it seem like he was here because it's going to sound like he's here. It's going to sound good. But we don't do that. Well, considering he was on his radio show in Bristol, Connecticut, <laughs> on television oh, yeah. 35 minutes ago, that well, might... I don't know. You know. Folks, folks around the world may not know. That's true. That's By the true. way, another handsome bald man on the show. Yes. Just throwing that out there. All right, let's get him on there. All right, let's get him on. A longtime friend of mine. I've known this man for, oh gosh, probably at least a dozen years, at least. And we're trying to get him on. It feels like it's been about a dozen years since we were trying to get this man on. Um, he's got a top-notch radio program on ESPN Radio with Ryan Rossillo, longtime Sports Center anchor. You also see him on College Game Day. The magical Van Peasy himself, Scott Van Pelt. How are you, Scott? My man. I'm great. It's, it's, it hasn't been a dozen years. It's yes, been it has. A, it's been, uh, no, but we've known each other at least that long. That's I think. what I mean. But, but the, as far as the trying to get me on bit, I mean, the podcast the is, bit. Is, is, is <laughs> as, great as, as great as it is. As great as it, it is, the podcast like has been as, in, in existence for for uh, several years, but not a dozen. But the good news is here we are together. <laughs> and I, I say this sincerely. Yeah. I, I appreciate you asking me to do this because oh, I enjoy it. I know how I know you and I have a similar feeling about this, that we're TV wonks, as yes. they say. Mm-hmm. And, and yet what this provides, and this is even better than radio, because there's, A, you don't have to do resets, I don't assume, mm-hmm. and there's no breaks. So you can just you can just... Feel free to explore the space and really go off on a tangent and enjoy. So, I'm here with Scott Van Pelt of ESPN Radio, and we'll be right back. Wait a minute, no, I see. See, I just reset and threw the break on you, and That's now we're still right going. There. That's the podcast. Yep. That's the podcast. By the way, there was an excellent Christopher Walken uh, reference to one of the greatest Saturday Night Live skits of all time. Yeah, because the, the, we need it. We need as much midriff of Will Ferrell as we can get, and <laughs> just the whole, the whole. I mean, and think about it. Think about that, because mm-hmm. if it's it's so rich with you know walking, giving you the, the cock of the walk, baby. That's right. <laughs> I put Which my all... pants on one leg at a time, and I make go record. The only no. difference is I make hit records. Oh my gosh! What is it about men that we just we re, we live to recite the the the, the vague, the obscure, the uh, I, esoteric? I, I don't know, man, but I've got that DNA woven deep into oh, my it's fabric. It's ridiculous. I can't get enough. Don't of all it. of us? 
Don't well, certainly, in a, in, it, it, certainly, if you're going to be hosting Sports Center, you better have that. That's that's for sure. And you did a great job on Sun on Monday night. Um, that that veterans coming home piece on oh. on Sports Center certainly for all the uh, international listeners that we have and vets who listen to us overseas. I imagine that's got to be on ESPN.com somewhere or it on is. YouTube it's or whatever. Crushing it Holy too. smokes! I'll tell you a true I story. I cried. Um, I was crying. I was sitting at home crying. I'm like, whoa! I was so not I. expecting it, that. Here's what happened, um, and I give credit to the the producers here because I mean, you know the drill. You you were uh, you sat in the chair here before I got here, and it's you understand how Sports Center works. And I mean, we can talk about that the decisions that get made that are good and bad, but. In this setting on a Monday night, you know you've got a big audience, even coming off a dog baby game last oh, like last night. It's not so, that bad. <laughs> it wasn't awesome. Uh, <laughs> but you know that there you know that are going to be people that are watching, and I give them credit. On Veterans Day, you say, let's play this early on to give the most people a chance to see this. And the truth is, I'm, I'm a very emotional guy, and as, an, as a relatively new dad, you see everything through a completely different prism of, of what it would be like to be separated from your child. And I, I took my IFB out of my ear and started walking around the studio. I said, tell me when this is over because I've, me and Levy are going to come on camera after this. And right. I'm, I'm saying I, I cannot do this because I will be crying through it. Mm. And so I take the IFB out of my ear because I don't want to be weeping on camera. And then you get through the basic thanks of the people that might be watching on Armed Forces Network. And then I went home last night. It's like 3 o'clock East Coast time, and I right. watched it full through. I'm sitting in my office in the dark. And I'm I'm bawling like a baby. It was really beautifully done. And our medium, it's not always used for good, but there's times that you can spend six minutes of your life watching something and think that there's nothing else that could move you in quite the way that, that something like that did. But times so have changed. Time, oh, please, man, it was great. And times have changed because when I was sitting in the sports center chair, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that would have run in the first block of the show. Just the way that the show is always laid out and there was a certain set way of doing things. That would have been, you know, like a, a fifth block segment of the show teased throughout. And right. I, that that definitely – that's another reason why I was not expecting it. I mean, mm-hmm. it truly was you guys, you and Leave, you and Leaves, Big Bag of Leaves, Steve Levy, mm. um, <laughs> recapped the game and then threw to that piece. And yeah, it was that pretty was, much – was, that, was, that was new. That, I, I hadn't seen anything like that before. No, it was it was different, and I think the again the idea was hey it's Veterans Day and here's a here, here, here's a memorable piece, and I I am one Rich that will will fight tooth and nail and lose daily uh, for the highlight. I mean, look, it's the Bucks and the Hawks. The the number of people who care is small. It's still a show called Sports Center. Correct. Show me highlights Damn straight. at the. Not at the expense of some some sponsored element, which is the cost of doing business, and all of us deal with it. Um, in, in TV today. That said, I give credit for them saying, listen, this is this is a memorable piece, more memorable than probably any highlight from any game. And I think that that actually that held true. And I think your reaction and my reaction, oh, that what we got on Twitter tells us that, you know, for all that we that we screw up, that maybe we an outside the box idea we got right. Well, and I was also lo- looking for anything but Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito at that point in time. Um, right. And, and I, again, I don't know if it's because what I do for a living, talking about it, you having a daily radio show and Sports Center, no doubt talking like crazy about it. My issue with the story is we don't know what happened between these two guys. We don't know at all, and we may never know what happened between these two guys. So how can we actually talk about it 
with knowledge coming from an intelligent place. And that has been my issue in discussing it and why in many ways, you know, I, I just leave it at bullying is a scourge. If this was that, then a pox on everybody's house. And if it wasn't bullying, then whatever's going through Jonathan Martin's head needs to be respected as much mm-hmm. as any injury that anyone would think that a player must deal with. And the truth is probably in the gray area that we see in every part of society in between. And that's the way I just sort of want to leave it. I'd love to get your thoughts on all of this, well, Scott. First of all, it's all eloquently stated, and I agree. And I would say by way of what we don't know, that what strikes me as much as anything is that in reaching out to the, 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 the few people that I know that were in that situation in Miami, one of which is, is a player who's in the league that's no longer with Miami but was this, this training camp, I find it remarkable that there is a line around the corner of people that are vouching for incognito, and I've not heard a single player speak up for Martin. And I, I find that really telling. Now, what we also do, and I think this is a gigantic mistake, is we apply rules and social norms and mores that make sense outside a locker room that we don't know and will never know and try to apply them to that space. And it makes no sense to us. And so while 100% you're right that bullying is, is, is unacceptable, there, is some, there are things that go on there. There's language that's used in that space player to player that if it were used in an office setting, would get you a, a box and a trip to the escorted to the door, t- turning your security badge at the door. So it's really difficult to people, I think, for people to weigh in intelligently on something that they don't know, and yet that's what this medium dis- uh, requires you to do. So when it crosses uh, across to The View and the talk shows in the morning that have nothing to do with sports and people are weighing in, then th- we- we've lost because nobody can possibly – know of that of that setting to weigh in intelligently but that doesn't stop people from weighing in well i I don't think you know we can ever have an hr department in in a locker room in any sport and and and, you know and that's where that's where this is headed in some way shape or form certainly when lawyers are getting involved as i mentioned before the legal lines are being drawn the latest example of which is the league telling Stephen Ross and the Dolphins hold off on meeting Jonathan Martin until this prosecutor, Ted Wells, that we've appointed to look into this, gets a chance to speak with him. That's the perfect latest example. Heartline saying that he didn't call Jonathan Martin because he is afraid of getting subpoenaed one day. I mean, it's already there. So at some point, there is going to have to be some rule made up and codified. And then on the other side of that, in my this is the issue that I have, too, and I'd love to get your thoughts, Scott is that the line that has been drawn in the past in a locker room over which someone cannot cross has been either set by the collective, the group think in there saying, hey, man, that that's wrong. You can't say that. We need to talk. Or there's one enforcer, as Marshall Falk said, when he was a rookie in Indianapolis, it was Siragusa. And as he said on the air the other day, he goes, it can't be any worse than Tony Siragusa, what you get from a rookie. The problem is, is now the line over what where you cannot cross will now be set by the hazy, by the person who says, mm-hmm. it's my line. And it may be different than yours. It may be different from yours, but it's mine. And if you cross it, now there's going to be an issue. And I don't know how that affects a locker room in any sport because the NBA has already gone off and said to everybody, we've got anti-hazing rules. And I'm sure every sport is taking care of that business right now, going through their due diligence, if you think about it. 
Yeah, and, and I was talking to Ryan on air uh, about this on uh, on Tuesday. That it's I mean it's silly, and I don't know if time honored is the right way to put it. But you know, how many times have we seen some guy he's he's been athletic taped to the goalpost and there's water dumped on him? Well, that'll all end because someone will see that and say, well, you, you shouldn't do this. And you're right to suggest that the the lines of what's out of bounds will be drawn by someone saying, you know, the safe word and to find a safe space. <laughs> and and I'm I'm not kidding. No, I mean, no, that, that's I what it, that this what's that's what this is headed to. And the thing that I remarked about is, look, Stephen Ross is a brilliant man. I, uh, he's done he's done right by your university. His name's uh, everywhere. <laughs> several hundred million dollars over. So obviously he's this bright guy. But what what what. When I, Rich, when I hear Tony Dungy and these guys have been appointed to some council, all that's being done is to appease people yep. that haven't been in a locker room and have no concept of what makes uh, that group a unit. And you could never explain to them how language like Incognito and Martin apparently used with one another might not be seen as offensive. You could never explain to people that are on some council, right, that's been appointed to tell you. And by the way, every one of those men is of that culture. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marino, Taylor, uh, Martin, uh, excuse me, Shula, mm-hmm. Dungy. These guys have all been part of, of, of cultures where the locker room where who knows what was done. I remember Dungy's locker room in Tampa. And I know uh, that Saps talked about what was and wasn't tolerated, but I was in there. And I mean, it was hardly a group of choir boys. And, and, and the interesting thing is if, if the Dolphins were able to stop Brian Leonard, from running on him in the fourth quarter, we'd be talking about what an incredible win that was on Monday Night Football. Down fifteen nothing, they rallied despite all of what has gone on in the media in the locker room. They're five and we, four. They're in they're in a possible playoff position. Instead, Brian Leonard so, runs down through him, and Bobby Rainey runs through him on one possession, and suddenly, what a mess! Right? I mean, I, I don't what, know what how, role, to, how to how to put it all in perspective. What, what role does the media take taking all this? Because obviously, Incognito came out with well heavy a heavy offensive at the beginning with right. um, with ESPN and what he said to Schefter and stuff like that. Has obviously backed down after more stuff came out. But now we're kind of finding out that Jonathan Martin said some stuff well, back too, and uh, here, you here, said all of his teammates support him. Here's all I know: is that the media does have a role in all this. But because Scott, you're in more homes than me, you're you're more culpable. That's the way I'm. <laughs> so it's my yes. fault. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, that's all well you, pl- and all that's of well everybody played. at ESPN, you're in more that's homes. Well, you yeah, got a bigger well platform. Seriously, yeah. Well, I and I, I'll just tell you this: the little, the three hours that I'm responsible for, my yes. little corner of it, yes. I have aspired to try to be reasonable, to try to be intelligent about how we've dealt with this. And I, I listen, I was Ryan and I said that on some level, and you feel like you've got to go so far above and beyond to, to, to put asterisks and caveats attached to it, where you say, when a player tells me from that locker room, I really like Richie and Martin's super soft, and you say, man, if my text messages with my dear friends over this weekend's fantasy games were read verbatim and taken to heart, we would never be able to explain it to anybody because yeah. ever, there's so much offensive things. I mean, nothing's out of bounds with this group of, of our friends. If one of us went off the reservation and said, we're no longer friends, and Van Pelt said this, that, and the other thing to me, well, then I'm toast because I can't explain it away to you other than to say, well, wait a minute. When, when we were having this conversation, it was two ways. It was you fired it at me, I fired it back at you. What Incognito said in the voicemail, there's no reasonable way to explain it. And he said as much to, to Glazer, that, that right. it's vulgar and you don't expect people to understand it. But I've tried my best to not take these 
and scream for people to be fired because what we largely what we do is is a society is we sit around and wait to be offended by things that have nothing to do with us and then demand people lose their jobs to appease us so that we can then go back to a life that we lived that had nothing to do with any of those people <laughs> before we knew that we were offended by something that had nothing to do with us. Huzzah. Well said. So, but and all of that said, though, I mean, have you ever had it's, a job? Have you ever had a job where there's just some? And this is the beauty of the podcast too, uh, Scott. Um, Let it fly, Scott. Where, where some asshole, okay, Ooh. is sitting at work. Some big old asshole is at your workplace, and you just you pull up into the parking lot, and you're like, <sighs> I gotta go inside, and I gotta hear the same crap because he's some for some reason that guy or lady has become. You know the piggy in your Lord of the Flies type environment that has that has <laughs> Sucks suddenly your ass mar, yes exactly yes somebody's got the conch at work and you've got to be part of that philosophy or that dynamic that for some reason has set up shop in your workplace and it's another day of you just having to just suck it up and try to be part of that culture that is totally anathema to you. And that I think about that too, but again, we don't know what was going on in there. No, well, I mean, but, I, I I I would say honestly, and go ahead if I no no no, we're just from, all just trying to put our own experiences over the over the, as, as as the the layer over whatever the heck was going on in there. That's all I'm saying. Scott. I've been I've I've been incredibly fortunate in that you know largely the the the, the workspaces I've been in, people they're. they're I didn't feel like there was some caste system and you were the surf. You True. know, you didn't feel like you were some, I mean, although when you were here, I mean, there was a lot of pretty <laughs> detailed stuff with, you know, with dry cleanings and yes. such and car, oh, get the yes. D- hey, Van Pelt, get the rims on that, uh, get the rims, make sure you yes. get the tires with you, the armor all. You get that last sticky bun for me that's down there and whatever. I, yes, sir, Mr. Eisen. Right. Yes, sir, Mr. Eisen. <laughs> I just, as long as you and Mr. Scott and Mr. Patrick are happy, then uh, I'll yeah. do my best here. <laughs> no. And, and that's I say that obviously it's it's a joke because the the thing that I always found really uh, I don't know how to put it not uplifting isn't the right word but it, refreshing is that, that look there's ego involved in our business to a degree but I never felt like it was stifling and I never felt like that you had to just you know hack your way through somebody else's ego with a machete just to have a place to sit down I think it was it's far more all for one one for all uh, at least that's how I've always felt here I think that. Er, that, that there are many people that can relate to that notion of somebody that is, and and and, and it seems again I'm use I'll, I'll couch it. It seems that incognito is that really domineering personality, yeah, uh, the sun around which all others were expected to orbit, and um, who knows how that affects a guy. And clearly, it's affected Martin in a way that he you know doesn't think or doesn't appear he'll ever play for that team again. So I don't know, man. It's just it. I again I'll go back to my. The, the the overriding thought I have is that the rules and the the norms that govern ninety nine percent of the workspaces that we are aware of, just whether they should or shouldn't be in place in the in the locker room is not my point. I just don't think they have been. I think they operate uh, under a, a a tribal law, and and there's certain personalities that become uh, very powerful. And and if Martin was unable to deal with it, then you know, was it somebody's job there to look out for him, yada, yada, and they didn't, and here we are, and 
there's a council and Tony Dungy's on it, so that makes some housewife or or somebody sitting in in, in an office feel much better about the the climate that will exist there. Well, there's definitely no question there's a political correctness angle to this, which is why, in my mind, it's taken it from the back page to the front page to a half an hour segment on CNN where Cool Papa Pump gets his big 15, Papa Pump, big Papa, whatever, Cool Papa Bell. He's whatever. got your hookup. Holler if you hear him. I know. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. For the Miami Dolphins, where he gets his five seconds to tell us what's going on, and 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 I I mentioned that on on game day morning and sap uh ran into what's his name big papa big papa big pump. papa pump he sap uh, texted me a picture of uh of, of big scott papa steiner pump. rich his brother rick went to michigan and was an all-american wrestler <laughs> you should know this let's let's move on to use the uh bryant gumble phrase uh on, on real sports oh are you gonna do a camera turn on that look down look down at your scribbled notes yes, and take a camera yes, turn somebody get me a yellow what is gumble scribbling so at the end that. of that show by the way i once asked him that did you yes because when you know when he he did what he say he did the first two seasons of thursday night that's Football. right that's right with collinsworth yes right? yeah yes he says he's taking real notes <laughs> What, Gold- what Bernie Goldberg's telling? No, he's <laughs> not. Yes, he is. Do you not even know? You're, he's no, he's not. Notes. About what? He's taking notes. He's he's writing writing down. Remember when Dennis Miller used to do weekend update? Where yeah. he like yeah, he'd scribble yeah. through it and he'd throw it. Yeah, he'd move. He'd, he'd move his arm off the page. Uh, Gumbel was awesome, by the way. Just hanging out with him. I, I mean, well, he was. He was not like the guy that you you would think that you'd you'd see off of television. Where he really? Was, yes, truly. Truly, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. I just, I, he's certain people are intimidating because I just assume they're they're so much smarter than I'm capable of being that yeah. I wouldn't even yep. bother with the conversation. So it, 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 here we are, week eleven. Yeah, uh, Scott Van Pelt, and I don't know which is the best team in the National Football League right now. I have an inkling. I think I know. I'm asking you right now: mm-hmm. best team in the NFL through ten weeks of the NFL season would would be which team? We do this. We do lists because guys like stuff in order. We like to order things. Power um, lists too. Exactly. We're couldn't be, couldn't be dumber. And um, <laughs> and yet and yet every week there we are slapping Power them together. Rankings. And Rosillo had Denver one, and I and I said I'll put Seattle one, and yes. I try not to be reactionary based on what I saw this week with Atlanta. And obviously they had two weeks in a row where against both the Rams and Tampa. They looked like hot garbage, and they managed to win to their credit, and that's what good teams do. But I really thought that a, an Atlanta team at home in that dreaded 1 o'clock window for a West Coast team, you know, mm-hmm. this is – I know the Falcons are banged up. I thought we'd see a Falcon team, one last proud performance, and they'd beat Seattle. And instead, Seattle had the most yards in the NFL until the Saints took the field and got 41st downs. Uh, so I'll say that for – How about that? Cowboys had 43 plays. That's my favorite stat of the year, <laughs> I think. But Seattle, for me – has a has a game that'll carry. It'll travel, as they say. You play defense. You give the ball to to, to Lynch, and I mean to say they're better than Denver. And you know the idea of like if they play Denver this week, what would I pick? And I would just I would guess that that really physical secondary could could try to shut down Denver, and you try to get to Manning and knock him on the ground. So for now, I'll say Seattle, and I, you know I could feel really stupid a week from now or once the playoffs start because you know you know is better than anybody. You do it daily. What do we really know? Very very little. But well, that's that's who I say. Who do you say? Who's your inkling? I, I my inkling is Seattle also because they have um, what's the what's the phrase Brockman that that Irvin used to describe Russell Wilson a playmaking manager. I think is the way mm. he, refl- he referred to him, is that not a game manager, which is, we all know, a derogatory term for a guy who can't win a game on his own uh, if they're down. 
which is you, you what, know what game manager means, Rich? It means we win in spite of you, not because of you. Game yes, game manager means we're down ten. It's a wrap because exactly. we, can, we can only win if you manage the game. You don't turn it over. Ben Roethlisberger was the was from the school of game management when the Steelers won the Super Bowl. Oh, Trent Dilfer too. Uh, Alex Smith is referred to as a game manager. Everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. That's why this Sunday's game is so huge in Denver because if Peyton does his usual first quarter bang thing by going up two scores. What happens now? You're on the road, and you're now down. You need to go point for point, and um, and your your wide receiver, your best wide receiver, just you know spent Sunday night in the clink, and mm-hmm. so that's that's why I go in Seattle is that he can manage the game. He does not make mistakes, but man, can he make plays if he needs to with his feet, with his arm. Uh, beast mode is as good as any running backs they can get. They're going to get healthier on the offensive line. And, person- and you're going to get Harvin. Yeah, Harvin, Harvin is really a potential difference maker here. Now, we're all assuming he is going to look like the Harvin we've all seen. Sure. As opposed to a guy who needs to get up to speed, get his feet wet, blah, blah, blah. I'm worried about Brandon Browner yeah, Browner being, being out. out. It's a little bit tough. Well, if you lose a Legion of Boom guy over the next four to six weeks and you get him back in the playoffs, that's a different story, too. I'm not, I don't think they're – certainly after San Francisco lost – they are not in the ish, this situation that the loser of the AFC West is in, right? The loser of this this battle between the two right. AFC West Titans, where if you lose, you get a you got to start on the road. Seattle right. could lose a game or two and still win the division and still, you know, even have a because other than the Saints, that's uh, the biggest question to me, Rich. Right? Is, that, is who which and they play on uh, they Monday play on night, Monday night thirteen, and that's the game because if you have to go to Seattle. And to get to your next stop, then your journey ends there, is my presumption. Okay? And I also would say the same of the Saints. If you've got to go through New Orleans to get to New York, then my guess is that your trip ends there and that their trip will continue. So that's the most interesting question right now to me in the, in the, in the NFL, is which of those teams gets home field advantage through the playoffs? Because uh, I, my guess is, and it, obviously it's only a guess, is that whoever gets it is the one that will get to New York. And you got a great Monday night game this week. I mean, yes, we do. Th- I mean, when when Patriots at Panthers came out, I don't think anyone in Bristol was circling it. And that is hey, let's really be honest about let's here. be honest about our Monday night slate here. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, hey, we get you know we'll NBC they get them. they get peanut butter and jelly. What we get, you know, we get like we'll get the one team that's supposed to be good, and then it's like yeah, the other. It's peanut butter and ketchup is I'm what like we paleo tend to get. Bread or something, right? Yeah, we don't typically get the two sides that when you put them together, you go, hey, how about that? And look, let's be honest, when the schedule came out, you're thinking Patriots, sure, that sounds good. Panthers, who knows? Well, look, I put the Panthers in my top five this week just because of their. you have the defense like that. You have the ability to go on the road and beat a San Francisco team. That's, that shows us a lot, but I, I do think you'll learn more against a team that's far more capable to throw it than San Francisco, who's horrific throwing the ball this year. But yeah, we do have a great Monday night game, and uh, we'll, we're very thankful for it. So you're, it's the Reese's peanut butter type thing? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that, is that you don't know who put peanut butter in your chocolate or chocolate, or chocolate in your peanut, peanut butter. butter. It just, it just, it just collides. We're just and thankful it it's not, great, or we're it, just thankful it ain't chocolate and pesto, Rich. You know what I'm saying? Cause we get, we get games <laughs> that frankly, they're just not palatable. Let's be, look at last night. It was 0 and 8 hey. against the team and it's a, it's a fiasco. Look, oh, come on. Every single media platform at there the world. There was some though that wanted to watch hey, that game. Hold on a minute. Every single platform at the worldwide leader in sports got to talk about Incognito and Martin. Serious, hardcore sports journalism stuff 
which you know, Scott, there are people in those in, in the buildings in the complex there live mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Live. Right, and but so let's... got a chance to Oh, and, and Tarico sits down with Ross. I mean some the game itself might have been not not have been, you know, what chocolate and peanut butter. You know, that right. might have been but the of the other stuff Everybody got a chance to to sink their teeth into the story of the moment. The story. So let sure. me get this straight. So let me get this straight. Yeah. We 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 luck out with the storyline because yes. a guy who was yes. seen as a serial turd yes. as a person <laughs> and a guy nobody knows from Stanford got into a tiff in the locker room. So we win because of that. I'll we go beat... you one better. I'll uh-huh. go you one better. Someone at ESPN weeks ago leaked it to set it up. <laughs> I <laughs> you're, told you you're, you're to blame. You know how this goes, man. The we are the we are the, in sports, the evil empire, the tastemakers. We're pulling the strings behind yes. every. We are the yes. we're Geppetto. Geppetto. We're pulling strings across the Wait board. I That's a, how it works. I thought it's a soft G. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not Geppetto. Yeah, it's Geppetto. I like like Jeff. You yeah. know Geppetto? It's Jif and Gif for the internet. <laughs> I, it's, That's what I mean. It's, the the guy who invented it says like Jif, and then everyone's like, "It's not Jif, it's like, Gif." What like are you freaking talking about? Out of all the things, Rich could have stopped you, and he stops you on Gepetto. He yeah. stops me in Gepetto. Sorry, Gepetto. Yeah, I don't. That's the way I've been saying it. Gelato for a very long time. That's, that's so, my fault. So the AFC, do you believe in? Well, it's funny how you say that. That the the Panthers are going to be facing a team that throws it much better. That's all we've been talking about all season long. Is Brady's off? His targets are are not who he expects them to be. And we're all going to have his that's going to be by the way la- the storyline of week twelve when Wes Welker strolls into his house next yeah, week. Well, the, and you're you're completely right to point out that he was what he throw for like a buck fifty or something in the game before Pittsburgh. But you know, there's something about there's something about the Brady Belichick dynamic having some time to prepare for. You just presume that you'll see something that we remember. Beyond just this year, because you're listen, you're 100 percent right. They've because of the injuries and because of the rookies that have you know had the drop season, whatever else, they have not looked anything like the Patriots of old. Save the game against Pittsburgh, where they dropped, I believe it was the most points that the Steelers have ever given up in a game. So, uh, put it this way, I'll just presume that Brady and whatever group of hobos he has at wide receiver (laughs) for this game, with all due respect. I'll presume yes. Yes. I'll presume that, that they're more capable of throwing the ball than Kaepernick right now is with San Francisco, which I would presume gives gives a bit of pause for concern for the 49ers. They just, you know, with, with no Crabtree, with Davis leaving the field the other day, they have like 91 yards of passing in a league where everyone can pass the ball. So, so, so when we are two ships that pass on Times uh-huh. Square um, in a couple of months from now, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking Seattle-Denver. We're going to be talking saints Patriots, any combination mm. thereof? Am I not mentioning Panthers another Chiefs. team? It could be the Panthers Chiefs. What did wow. Larry, Larry David said? It was going to be Chiefs Packers, right? right? Yes. Which, well, but you, you you had Larry on before Aaron got hurt. We had Larry on before the season. season yeah, pre-season. end of July. The end of yeah. Then the crew laughed. Yeah, the crew laughed when he, when he said, said Chiefs, and he changed and it he to was Texans. Forced to change his answer. But we're gonna. We're, it's wow. sort of like the SAT. We, we're going to go with his first answer before the erasure. So. Uh-huh. Um, well, what do you was, think? That was that was ballsy to go to Kansas City. He I mean, did. I, I know. Yeah. He did. I mean, he I, did. I, I, two of the next three games, Chiefs, Broncos, they share the field. We find out far more about Kansas City because you 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 feel like you're stepping on eggshells. It's like, hey, Chiefs fans, it's awesome that you guys have won nine games. You've the, the last five quarterbacks you've played in a row are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terrell Pryor, Case Keenum, Jason Campbell, and Jeff Toole. Okay, mm. <laughs> I don't know a ton about you. 
other than that you beat those people. I'd like to see you play against Peyton Manning. So we get that two of the next three weeks. I think we'll have obviously a far better idea. I'm not punning on the question. I'll say I'll say Denver feels more likely to me than Kansas City uh, to make it out of the AFC. And it, it, whoever wins the Monday night game and gets home field, whether it's the Saints or Seattle, is the team that I that I trust the most to make it out of the NFC. See, with and, the Saints, Seattle is as great as that game's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the decider. What do you think will because, be? Because because I think the Saints are going to. I think the Saints are going to lose one of the. I, I don't think the Saints are going to win in Carolina. If everything stays the same, I think Carolina's going to get them, and 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 that's fair. so. I think they're going to have to score points, I, though. I, I think that, can the Saints get thirteen wins, including a win up in in Seattle? Because that's what it's going to take. You're to right. Have this, and to have this go through New Orleans. You're right, and that's and that's because the Saints couldn't beat Seattle when when we all wanted the Seahawks to forget to like the Big East. We wanted them to like forfeit their we, yeah. We, you any, should forfeit your playoff spot, and they won. Any team that was hoping not to have to go through the twelfth man to get to the Super Bowl needed needed them to slip up in a place like Arizona on on our network or at the Rams on on your network, Scott, or mm-hmm. or just this past week in Atlanta. Needed that. That's the. Those are the games that rack up the losses, so you can catch up to them. They're not going to. Brockman, read out their remaining schedule. Read so they have Forty uh, ers at Falcons, uh, at yep. Seattle, home against uh, Carolina. No, what are you doing? Which one is it? This the Saints, is the Saints oh, schedule. Okay. I thought we were going to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. At St. Louis, at Carolina, home against McLennan and the Bucks. And look, they've been different on the road. That your Jets you pounded Seahawks? them around. Ah. Very, very physical with them, and they probably could have slash should have lost to Tampa very early in the season on the road. Um, so they, they that's why I give Seattle a bunch of credit for doing what they did against Atlanta. But the, the fact that Carolina is playing as well as they are, and that's two games that are remaining on their schedule as well as a trip to Seattle, that, that probably means it's Seattle for home field, which probably, not probably, I've said this from the jump. I don't think they lose at home this year, I so I guess so, that leaves us Seattle and, Seattle and Denver. All right, here's Seattle's schedule. Minnesota this week, home against the That's Saints, it. at San Francisco, at the G-Men, and then home for the Cardinals and Rams. G-Men! They're the, they're the, that's the rub right there. Huh, Richie? The Giants get going? They won't be in a row? Come on. Come on! They, Andre the NFC, Brown. The I NFC mean, East is garbage. It is. It's like it's, it's a reality show. You're, we're rubbernecking watching that thing. It's so much fun. It really it is isn't, because you it know is. you know the Giants have a, a a real shot. I mean, if they don't beat Scott Tolzien in their house this week, and no offense to right. Scott Tolzien, but I mean, first career start. I mean, please, and and right. that no, defense that defense is not has been the, the major issue for them. Giants could go nine and seven. Here's the Giants' schedule: home against the Packers, home against the Cowboys, at Redskins, at Chargers, home against Seattle. Probably that's a loss, right? I don't know. At Detroit, yeah. home against Washington. At Detroit, Oof. they're not winning at Detroit. No, I wouldn't think so. Nor at San Di- at San Diego, they're not winning that either. They're not see, winning that that's game. the yeah. See, that's the that's the problem. How many times have you said that about any Tom Coughlin <laughs> team, though? Certainly, they, they might have. Fair, this, li- this might be the Bizarro Coughlin where they where they where they poop the bed the first half of the season and then come back the second half of the season. Oh, so you can say a hole, but you can't say the other one. Yes, I got he it. Can that's, that's, the that's, he can that, shit that, the bed. <laughs> All right, that's I just didn't know how it works. Right see, I don't, I don't know. know. I, see, I don't I'm going to let you say that, but I don't think I can say no, that because I don't know how it works. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You know. Chris, Chris Law, I just don't want to – you know, he's writing down time codes. Let it fly. It's I all know. Good. Here's, here's the stat of the week. Here's a great right. stat for you, and and, and you me. can please use this on your, your program. And, and, uh, I will footnote you. Please I will footnote, footnote, you. footnote me. I always do. For always 12, do. For the 12th man, this is the perfect stat. The last time Russell Wilson lost 
a home game. Russell Wilson, the last time anybody went into Russell Wilson's house and beat him was October 2nd, 2010, when he lost for NC State at Terod Taylor in Virginia Tech. He went undefeated at home in his last year in Wisconsin. He went undefeated in his first year at home against Seattle, and he's going to go undefeated at home this year. Wow. That's, file that one away. So file that one away. No, he I, hasn't lost at home. Wow. Well, no, he's, and he's not. No, they're not going to, and they won't lose. They won't lose up I don't there. Think and I've so. not. Have you been there? Have you been there for a Thursday yes, game yet? It is absurdly is loud. It, is it as good as they say? Because yes. I really, really, really would love to get there. Truth. And unfortunately, life being what it is, it's just you're probably <laughs> not getting there for a game. And everyone says it's just sensational. Truth. Truth. Right. Truth. And all, okay. with all due respect to uh, the Chiefs, the home of the Chiefs, where we were for our first ever Thursday night game, a Thanksgiving night game, where Adam Schefter, back in the day when he was our guy, uh, created a major tizzy breaking news before the game that Jake Plummer, the starter for the Denver Broncos that night against the Kansas City Chiefs, was win or lose going to be benched in favor of Jay Cutler the next day. Wow. And and that, I'll never forget Pat Bolin coming up to me in the parking lot saying, where's Adam Schefter? That's always a good time when you got the salty you got the salty owner in the parking lot looking where's to looking to brawl Adam with the information guy. Schefter. Did he kick his he ass? To me. I don't – well, I mean, as you could see, he's he's fine and dandy um, yeah. on the worldwide leader right now. But it was louder in the building that work. night for Thanksgiving yeah. night when they were all pumped up. It was louder when we went there uh, a couple of years ago the Eagles, when yeah. they crushed Vince Young's hopes yeah. of being the starter in favor of uh, Michael Vick, who was hurt. Aye, 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 Before aye, I let aye. you go, Scott Van Pelt, yes, tell me about your child. Tell me about your I, child. I will. Uh, I'm late to the game. Late to the game as a yes. dad, yes. but as you know, it yes. is. It changes the whole shebang. A uh, little daughter. Her name is Lila, and um, she's just How she's old? at that age, six months. So now, when she sees me, mm-hmm. uh, she recognizes me, and she smiles at me because I'm her daddy. And this, it sounds so horribly corny. No, and every younger guy out there will. will but if you're younger, if you're in that younger demo, you're going to eye roll. And here's the fun thing. Someday you'll it'll happen, yeah. and then you'll go, ah, that thing that Van Pelt and Eisen were talking about. And it's, um, look, it's awesome, man. She's uh, she. The reason I got so emotional, I think, watching that coming home piece. Changes everything, uh, it, dude. You hear the kids saying, Daddy, I miss you. And I'm, I'm imagining, like, you know. You, you haven't even gotten you. that you, yet. You haven't even I know, and you're on the road, and, and when you come home, and you leave, oh, and they man. see the suitcase, and it's got to kill you. But then when you come home, like, that idea, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, it's going to be so bad. Scott, I cry at Target commercials now. I kid you Do not. You? Yes. It's nuts. When it, the, the kids are coming out of the tunnel? I'm also watching Sunday Night Football out here on the West Coast. It's 5 o'clock, 5.30, right? I watch. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get you know my my five year old son into the game, and he's beginning to get into it. and He wants to watch it. I have my finger poised on the remote whenever there's some stupid ass Call of Duty commercial that comes on, or whatever. You know, right. you, you, I'm 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 now like vigilantly on pause for commercials. I never watched Oof. football games like this before. You know, so, so you're you're you've become the guy. I'm I mean, that you ne- guy. But you, and here's the thing: I'm nobody tell nobody tells you. That you're going to become that guy, no. and you don't think you will, and then it, you wake up and you are. Like it doesn't subtly change. It's not like fall. That like was the, the leaves don't turn on the trees. They just they're all of a sudden one day they're on the ground. You're that guy. That's the parental version of the Jim Morris Senior rant. You think you know, but you don't know, and yeah. you never will. 
That well, was the old I, I don't helicopter parent though too much. What know? does that mean, Doctor Oz? You know, we're always hovering over oh. the kid. You know, you're, do you think? No, you, I mean, hold on a minute, Crystal. You've been around. Oh, no, me parenting. Yeah, you let you know, Brockman you, has seen Brockman has come to the house and has run from the house screaming. <laughs> the wife read nighttime after books seeing, after seeing the three child operation that's going on within the walls. Oh, Rich, and, and this is your advice to me often, yeah. and I know it's like not a hundred percent serious. Like you don't really mean it, but you always look at me and go. Don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. My brother, I remember this. I we have, have too a, many of them right now. Well, three is an absolute fiasco. It has to be. I mean, I can't even imagine that. And they're all under the age of five, aren't correct. they? Five and under. Three, five and under. No shot. You have zero shot. I have zero but, shot. You're correct. Well, my brother, we're at the beach, and um, we have this, <laughs> there's a place. It's, it's a little tiny town in Delaware. It's called Bethany Beach. It's this beautiful family beach town. We go every year, and I'll never forget this. My brother has got two kids. They're under the age of, like, three. The, 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 the girl's crying. The boy, I think, was throwing his poop at people like <laughs> like monkeys in the zoo. I don't know. And he just looked at me, and he was 100% serious. He's like, never, like if this wasn't even a joke. He's like, never have kids, man. Never have kids. And at the time, he meant it. And obviously, you know, they're the joy of his life. And yes. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I know that I'll get there at some point. I just hope that it passes quickly. I hope it's like fog and it lifts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fog. It's just yeah. like fog. All right, he uh, gets socked in and then it goes away. All right, let's let's uh, promote. What are we, what are we, the uh, the SVP and Russillo show is on the ESPN yep. Radio Syndicate one one to four. That's East Coast time, time. Right, we're on ESPN News on occasion, but sometimes we get bumped because we are not the we don't have most favored nation status as it relates to the show that ought to be on. So sometimes we get bumped for reruns of okay. like I don't know like strongman competitions or something. Uh, nonsense, but yeah, but Magnus that, Magnus Fair Magnuson needs to be exactly seen listen, dude. That know? guy listen. he bends fences in half. So what are you going to no, do? Nobody um, could but, throw massive tires or carry kegs. large marble balls. Right, throw kegs over the wall. That was like my favorite. Magnus what was it? Bill Rasmussen was the American. That- I I, so I, I have seen close. I have seen more I bet over my years of sitting there waiting for the two AM sports center to arrive, yeah. sitting at my desk, making sure that my lead ins were all set. I probably have seen over two hundred episodes of World's Strongest <laughs> Man. What a staggering, a staggering collection of nimwits we are! Did you like, uh, like we just went chapter and verse through like the various, the strengths of the different guys in the competition. It's true. true. They still do that. Is that still on? That's gotta be. There's got to be some Maybe. version of it. Yeah, like Stone. I don't know. Doesn't it Rob Stone get sent to? He, he, he's Estonia? on Fox now, he's isn't he? Fox he's on Fox now. That's right, yeah. yeah oh, come uh. on, man. But you know what? Those things live on, I'm sure, and repurposed Clearly. somewhere. But uh, right. one to four on ESPN Radio. Uh, the Watch ESPN app's another place you can watch. You know Excellent. how it works. We've got a Slacker channel, which is a music place where you can hear us. So, I mean, there's a million different ways, as there is with you guys, to find it. And, you know, for those that make the effort to do, we obviously appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. And how, many sports centers, center, how many sports centers are you doing? Over 100? What are you doing? What's your number? Uh, you you know how this works. Better than anybody. When, when the time came up, yeah. and I'll, I'll hurry here because I'm sure that at some point, like, we've No, this is, I, I don't have, I, you're the we one. we got no out time. It's we on nothing. You. It's, yeah. it's okay, well, I'll, I'll close with this thought. As yes. you know, Rich, as yes. a guy who's lived here and done it, yes. um, when, the, when the negotiation comes up, the number... <laughs> that you're going to be paid isn't nearly as important, although it is important. Mm-hmm. It's not as important as the number of days you're expected to be here doing SportsCenter because yes. that program, which you used to do, that tidy little hour, it's now like a telethon. So oh, yeah. what, you, what you don't want is 
that you don't want that number to be massive. So we've 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 called that down. Okay. And between the game day stuff and the college football on Thursday nights that I do, right. and the sports centers, it's it's golf. a much more manageable number. Yeah, the golf that all counts. So I think are we're you going like to all the majors? You going to all the majors? You doing all? Well, the majors? I mean, we do the Masters, the U.S. Open, which this will be our last year because Fox came in and and they've got. They got Murdoch money and they bought that up. So Is I don't know if the right? U.S. Opens. Yeah, well, no more U.S. Opens. It's Fox after right. this year. Wow. I didn't know so we, that. so it's the it's the and it, it was it was one of those ones that not, oh. I did not see that one coming. What a blow to um, and, what a blow to Andy North. I mean, two-time U.S. Open champion. Exactly. By the way, right. that's how that's his name. Did you know that Chris yeah, Hall? Chris US, he's not Andy US North. Open. He's time. He's, he's he's he has two names. He's either two-time U.S. Open champ Andy North or yep. or as you know, two- uh, Scott, he's Andy North. Two-time winner of Two-time. this event. That's when correct. You're at and he US should open. He, he should be because that's a hard one to win. But Andy, I mean, I think he might have to jump ship and go to Fox <laughs> and hang out with him <laughs> because I mean, we've lost his event, man. I, and that, I'm can, very concerned about that. But back to the question of the yes. number, yes. all that stuff adds up to you know, buck and a quarter, buck twenty, whatever it okay. is, and it works. It's far more manageable than hey, we're going to trot you out there 200 nights a year, sure, uh, and and do a radio show five days a week because I tried that. Last time around, and I was I fell asleep in the pod at night, oh. literally like a like a wino. I would just be asleep on the desk, D- which just is not a good look. Just don't fall asleep on air like Mike Francesa. Uh oh, hey get, now, don't get me any trouble. With, Come on, I mean, there's well, enough trouble. Look, Oberman is fighting this battle for Rockman making an inappropriate statement to a guest on no, air. No. There's a first. Don't need, we don't that need is hardly inappropriate. In don't I have in my hands up to the officers to That's show that I do not have a weapon. I am simply standing here. I am, pe- I am a peaceful, peaceful <laughs> guest question. on this program. Last yes, question. Sir. Are there still Bristol days? Do you have Bristol days? Those, those on were the days schedule? That, yeah, those are days that show up on the schedule, guys, where it would just say Bristol on it, which meant you came into work and you just caught up on, I don't, Lord knows just what. walked around? But that was when, if, if, if whenever another anchor called in sick, you were the next man up. Yeah. And so you, you know had the, sometimes uh, a Bristol day would turn into a show day. And oh yeah, you know the Bristol days were were glorious. Those those were well, great. Where you just show you would just touch up. Prepped it was just, it was sort of like tagging up. You just got to touch up and then you run. You touch up, run, Remember, make sure the catch is made. That you know, and out. All, all that is all that's real, and it, and it used to be. <laughs> and I'll just put it to you this way: um, yeah. you know that scene, you know that scene in Goodfellas where uh, of where uh, Pesci tells I'll Billy Bats, maybe you didn't hear, I don't shine shoes no, no more. more. Ah, yeah. Go get your shine box. Go get your shine box. I ain't got no Bristol days no more. Okay, <laughs> you need me, you let me know. I'll bring my IFB. All right. Scott, you are the best, man. Thanks for doing this. This has been a blast. I look already look forward to the next time. I really. Uh, I really I'm. I'm. I mean this sincerely, and I just close by saying this: you're you're a guy who's a friend first and foremost, but yes. a guy whose whose work I appreciate, whose success I celebrate, and Thanks. I'm happy to do this. And if you're in a pinch and there's nobody else, call me up. I'm happy to do it anytime. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Say hi to everybody there. Say hi to Stuart. Say hi to everybody for me, will you please? You, we'll do. It. We'll uh, we'll see you when our paths cross. If not before uh, New York, then we'll see you in the city. You bet. That is Scott Van Pelt. Listen to his radio show. Consume every piece of his content from the worldwide leader in sports platform right here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Love that guy, Scott Van Pelt. Big fan of him and his radio show. Rosillo's great too. Yeah, Ryan we, we saw Rosillo at that uh, when we shot the uh, Manning Open uh, down in the Bayou for the yes. the Super Bowl special. That's he right. was there. That's right. And those guys have a lot of fun. And well, they're real people. You know what I mean? It's just... They don't take inflated sides. The they're most, great. No, that's great. I'm telling you, the most successful people I have ever met in this industry is the people, when you, you talk to them, 
or um, in regular life, it's the same person you see on television. Yeah. Now, I'd never met SVP before, but back in 2004, I managed to get a ticket to Game 2 of the World Series and in Boston at Fenway. So I'm walking to my seat underneath, and I see Van Pelt walk in, <laughs> and I, I, it just kind of took me by surprise. You can't miss him. He's like 6'5". That's what five. I mean. He's huge. Yes. And so I was with my buddy, and I just kind of looked at him, and I went, hey, there's SVP. And he must have heard me, and he looked at me and said, hey, what's up, man? Go Sox. <laughs> He's great. He's just a real person. From uh, from the Mid Atlantic region, he's yep. a Maryland Terp, as you know, as you follow him. So everybody should seek out everything that he does. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't follow, I can't. Don't have and his Twitter handle, no doubt about it. Not the, not yeah, the at, fake, not the fake, SVP. not the fake SVP. Because that's when everyone was coming out with like the real Shaq and like right. the real Terrell Owens. <laughs> so let's turn to our picks for week number eleven. Um, I know you took care, or at least you said you took care of me getting the extra wins. On yeah, my, they're not registering. They are not registering. <laughs> you were on the email chain. They right? are. I know it was on the email chain, and I greatly appreciate it. But if you take a look, what does it say? At the Rich Eisen podcast experts, right now I am ninety-one uh, and fifty-three. That's right. not right. Of course, it's not. Do the math. Does that add up? No, it does not. No, you're what? I three? should be ninety-four and fifty-three. Yeah, you're three wins shy, which is three wins shy of Law and four behind Brockman. Right. Even though last week was a quality week for me, going ten and four, matching Chris Law uh, as the and Miami Dolphins could not come through for Chris. No, that hurt me. And the fans' consensus, they had the Miami Dolphins as well. I went ten and four with Chris Law, one better than Chris Brockman, whose pick of the Chicago Bears sticks out like a sore thumb. Indeed, from last week, and that's going to be an issue moving forward for this week for the Chicago Bears, as uh, well, Jay look, Cutler, Fred G. Sanford, his way through that game. He looked gimpy to say the least, and and it wasn't just obviously his groin. He's not playing this week. Because it's a high ankle sprain. That's the dreaded version of the ankle sprain. And if you had a high ankle sprain, the only player in the 10-year history of me doing this job that I have seen suffer a high ankle sprain and stay in the game was Roethlisberger. Against, against the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns yeah. on Thursday night football where right. he had his high ankle sprain. And everyone was like, that's a wrap. And Marshall Falk on the halftime show says, I don't know if that's a wrap. If there's any guy who's going to play on it, it's him. And he <laughs> right. came out taped and probably all sorts of Dr. Feelgood in that ankle. Um, and that's the question, as the, the Bears have a big game this week well, against McCown the came Baltimore in and Ravens. Let them down the field. And McCown came in and led them directly down the field for a potential game-tying two-point opportunity. And they didn't get that two-point opportunity and lost a big game against the Lions, who uh, completed the first season sweep of the Bears since 2007, when John Kitna... And Roy Williams beat the Chicago Bears Roy twice. Roy Williams. Correct, in 2007. And you take a look at the Lions at 6-3, and three, a game clear of the Packers, who are Scott, again, I mentioned again, Scott Tolzien is starting. Who knows when Rodgers is coming back? Now, Mike McCarthy says it's sooner rather than later. Can it be in time for the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions? I know the Packers are hoping against hope that it can be because this season's going – down the tubes fast. Well, as Marshall said, he gives them no chance. He called them Peyton. The he called them 11. the 2011 Peytonless Colts. Yep. Without Aaron Rodgers, I don't know about that. Tolzien looked okay. Well, they have Eddie Lacy, and For- the Colts didn't have anybody running the ball like Eddie Lacy. Right. 
and Edie Lacy has been able to keep them in games. And he's a beast. The defense is the issue there. The defense just couldn't get Nick Foles off the field. And so the Lions are two games technically better than, than, than the Bears, even though they were just one in the standings. They've got the tie break against them. Right. Lions are looking good. Obviously, there's lots of, lots of games to be left to be played. They're 6-3. and three, And they're, I don't think – I think they're still on the periphery of a bye week, even though they're just one game behind the Saints at 7-2. and two. And the Saints have the 49ers this week, and they've got the Seahawks coming up after that. And two against Carolina. And two against Carolina. This thing is sort of wide open. The Lions have a shot here. Great shot. To do something very special. And but don't you just expect them to kind of well, screw it up? And here's somehow? why. And here's why. As we discussed, <laughs> as we discussed watching the games on Sunday, Ford Field has been host to only one playoff game, and that's the Super Bowl between <laughs> the Steelers and the Seahawks. The Seahawks, yeah. That the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game was in the Silverdome in the early '90s. Is that Scott Mitchell and Wayne Fonts? <laughs> Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts. Everybody. Well, it was. I, you got to mention Barry Sanders. Calvin Johnson just Scott broke. Sorry. I, mean, I, I, I thought, that was, I thought that was a given. Calvin Johnson just broke Herman Moore's all-time uh, line receiver. Hey, they've got – and Reggie Bush, he stays so. healthy. It's a total difference maker, as we've been talking about for all year long. All year long. He's, if he stays healthy, it's a total difference maker. So How about we get – I mean, we've got to give the birds some credit here. Yes, we do. You know? Because Nick Foles I th- and, 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 and bless the Eagles and Philadelphia media asking Chip Kelly – if he's going to change quarterbacks. And you, see, you hear what Chip Kelly's response was? I did not hear it. He goes, why would I change quarterbacks? 16 uh, touchdowns and zero, zero interceptions. interceptions. Listen, and, and, and Foles, in the one game they need more than most, he looked terrible. Looked awful. And the quarterback controversy between him and Vic leading into that Dallas game was, was over by halftime. Everyone was wondering, well, Vic's got to come back healthy for this team to have any chance. And then Vic couldn't stay healthy. And then because Foles was concussed, here comes Matt Barkley as a raw rookie again. <laughs> and he's definitely not ready for prime time. And then they suddenly go down the tubes again. Still haven't won a game at home. They have five wins on the road, zero at home. Zero at home. And their next three are at home, including a big game this week against Washington as Dallas is on a bye. They win this game. They're tied with Dallas, although not in first place because they have that one game that Foles couldn't get his – act together but this is Foles' team even if Vic is healthy you can't trust him to stay healthy for four quarters whatever game plan that you have had coming in you better plan for another one what I like that I've seen too is when they cut to the sideline is Vic's over there though talking with Foles that's great I mean he's a professional which is he's a professional not what all of them do so but as every analyst will point out this Eagles offensive line is dreadful yeah, well, they have some holes, but McCoy has been able to still do some stuff. And the Dallas defense. Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, you want to talk about dreadful. Ugh. That defense, now without Sean Lee for three to four weeks, I don't know how they're – read me the Cowboys schedule. They're on a bye this week, which is good for them because they need to they need to heal up here. But you heard Scott Van Pelt say it, 40 first downs. They Dude. ran 43 plays themselves, and they're – their, their opponent ran 40 plays in itself that moved the chains. Your Dallas Cowboys schedule, Rich, bye week this week. At the Giants. Thanksgiving week. Home against the Raiders on a short week Thursday night. That's Thanksgiving night. week. 
Yeah. That's Thanksgiving. That's the Thursday game. That's yep. Thanksgiving. At Chicago, home against Green Bay, at Washington, and they finish their season home against Laws, Philadelphia Eagles. And that might be, interestingly enough, once again for the, for division. the division. The Sunday night football finale, the winning in game for the NFC East, which it has been for Dallas the last two seasons. And they watched the Giants go instead of them and watched Washington go instead of them two straight years. And they're, they're Jerry s- Jones has got to – I mean, I don't know what it is. It's, uh, this thing's got to be completely blown up in my mind if it does not result in a playoff season and a playoff victory on top of it. It has to be. I'm not saying right now it's going to be. It's 5-5. Five and five. Man, anything It's funny, happen. but at what point five. does Jerry – we we all we all love him obviously. As, look in as the mirror. Owner. When does he look in the mirror? When you fire Rob Ryan. Never. When you strip the play calling from your head coach and Garrett, you give it to Bill Callahan. Now you're talking about stripping the play calling from him. Never. He'll never look. At in the some mirror. point, you have to say, "I've changed things so many times, and nothing changes." Look in the mirror. It's his team. He owns it for a reason. He only knows how to do it one way, and it worked for three out of four years. I understand Jimmy Johnson built a foundation. Yeah. That he, uh, I mean, that he I, did. But. If I'm, if I have a team, I love that my owner cares that much. A, because there are, you know, that doesn't always happen in sports and right. baseball, and you have teams that have no payroll and stuff like that. But it's frustrating. Pause it there for a second. And they are on a buy again. Uh, and the rest of that schedule, I have no idea what's going to happen. That's the beautiful thing. I mean, and as we talked about. Many times, mentioned on game day morning, too. They are just flat-out incapable of playing four humdrum football quarters. They can't can't do it. I, I was Even l- when they lose, they give up 40 first downs. They lose in spectacular fashion. And Des Bryant gets three looks. My fantasy game in the, in the Fishmonger League, okay, because I had Luck, who got bonus points for over 300 yards. But other than that, he turned it over. I, at my, my, my main football engine – all season long has been Jordy Nelson. Right. He's been, you can write him in for 15 points every week. I had to bench him. I had to bench him. And Aaron yeah, Foster. Was Aaron, and let's talk about it right, real quick right here, too. Remember I had that second overall pick? Right. We, we were texting. And the two McCoy. choices, the two choices that I could have had for the joke. All right? Because there were other choices. Foster, who I took. Marshawn Lynch is a possibility. I right. decided I wasn't really into it. Doug Martin, I just had a bad feeling about. I stayed away from him. There was Trent Richardson people were high on. I definitely didn't have a feeling about him. And Ray Rice. But what were we I, I, Ray, Rice, you? Ray Rice I had the year before, and I'm like, not so good. <laughs> For the joke. We were saying. I could have gone either LaShawn McCoy again right. or Jamal Charles because he was now in the hands of the man who – had, had LaShawn McCoy in his hands last year. Right. And we were telling you it'd be really funny if you took McCoy. <laughs> Go for the again. gag. Right. Go for the gag. Either way, they were the cho- they were the choices to take. Yeah. McCoy or Charles. And I took Foster instead. Mm-hmm. But because of what Matthew Berry and Fabiano said on our podcast, our fantasy podcast, handcuff yourself to Ben Tate in the in the draft. I did that. Yeah, you took him in like the ninth round. But too. I have since picked up Zach Stacy, Andre Ellington, right. Andre Brown. The minute I saw that he was coming back, I picked him up. But Rich, so I'm going to play Andre Brown this week. The reason why I bring all of this up in 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 all of retrospect here, though, is that um, I forgot why I brought it up. Why did I bring? Well, it up? I'm tell- I'm going to tell you, Rich, that uh, McCoy leads the <laughs> NFL in rushing by 61 yards. There you go. And you chose that, right? That he's your guy. No, I have uh, Doug, Doug Martin. Doug Martin. Sorry about <laughs> Doug that. Doug or not. But uh, why did I bring all this up? Now I've forgotten why I brought all this up. 
fantasy. Um, well, whatever. I don't know, but I, can we go back to Dallas and New Orleans for a second? You know, every week on Game Day Morning, we do bold predictions. Marshall Falk's bold prediction this week was a 50-burger by the Saints. Right. Drew Brees was going to throw for 400 yards. and He didn't say Drew Brees. Was, they were going to have 400 yards passing. And that an indiv- an, 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 and they were going to have 150 yards running, rushing. And a win. Which, and a win. Which, individually, they, uh, the Patriots had that the week before, but an individual had never run for 150 yards. So he was eight yards shy. Drew Brees had 392. Mm-hmm. They scored 49 points. And Mark Ingram had 145 yards. He's so close. Marshall texted me and said that he was still in tears hours after the game. He was so game. close. I know. It's amazing so how much close, those guys care about that stuff whenever they make them, and then they follow them and track oh, them. We were so close. Uh, uh, yeah. Seven and three I am in one league, eight and two in another. Let's pick games and get out of Dodge here, okay? Let's do it, yeah. Um, Thursday night, Rich. Colts, Titans. We got, off a loss. And we got some good announcements coming up at the end of the show yes. about some big Stay upcoming tuned. guests. Stay, Indianapolis specials. Colts taking them. Taking them. I'm sitting down with Chuck Pagano. I'm feeling good. All right. I'll I, I, I can't. The Titans lost to Jacksonville. And, and Jacksonville's not that bad, but, but that was Jake Walker's out for the season now. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Frank. I'm taking the Colts. Anybody taking the Titans in that one? No chance. Okay. Uh, here's a game that's of interest. Washington-Philadelphia. Washington-Philadelphia. You know, Washington fall to 3-7. and seven, Or Philly has not won a game at home. They're overdue. In my quest not to come in last in my retired Orangeman Fantasy Football League, I Mm -hmm. traded for Nick Foles this week and got me a win to 3-7. and for you. I'm riding the Foles train. Yeah, the Eagles pick up their first home win in, what, 11 tries now? They've lost 10 in a row. Ravens at Bears. Can I not pick? I've been off on the Ravens. I've picked against them every week. The one week I pick them, they lose. I would... Josh McCowden looked awesome when he came in in the previous two weeks where he started. I got to take the Bears. Yeah, I think in in Soldier Field again. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. Although Peanut Tillman's gone now he is. too. And as Marshall Falk said, two worst safeties in the league. Does Ed Reed, Does Ed Reed, Reed go there? Good that's, question. That's... Our friend of the program got released by the Texans about a couple hours ago for we taped it. I don't know. He's got a. Uh, I don't know. Good for Ed Reed though. We'll uh, find out. Six million for seven games. So. He's, I'm uh, gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna go Ravens there. Uh, I'm at gonna, Chicago? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I went against them last week at home. I, I might go switch it, but right now I'm thinking Ravens. Yep. What um, about what about Jets Bills? <laughs> it's an interesting game. It's uh, it's the odd weeks, so the Bills are gonna or the Jets are gonna win, correct? No, this they, is the this is the time to or lose. Or the even week. It doesn't. They're not even. It's just they, they alternate. It's their even game. Yeah. Oh, so it's not their time to lose. Oh, five and five. Oh. Yeah, they're going to break that. I say they win. Oh, I'm going to take Buffalo. Okay. I say the Jets on the road. Yeah, subject to change. I'm starting with uh, Brockman and Buffalo there. Okay. San Diego at at uh, the Dolphins. I texted you, Rich. I don't think the Dolphins win again this year. I'm going to take San Diego. Okay, I'll take them with you, too. Man, for a team that had as much turmoil as they did, it wasn't their offense that hurt okay. them. Really. Their defense did. Here's our last. F- quickly choose. I didn't even we make got the four pick. More. We got four more. Chargers. Okay, four more. Giants, Packers. I'm taking Tom Coughlin against Scott Tolzien. Yeah, I think Andre I, Brown runs like crazy. I think I am, too. I think the Giants go on a run and make it interesting. I do, too. Law? Uh, I'm on uh, just Flynn to win, baby. He might be starting by he the won't, end of it. He won't be. Oh, you mean he might be in it at the, by the end of yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. I'm going with uh, the pack. 49ers, Saints. I don't think the Niners going and winning that dome. Not in the not in the dome. Drew Brees, out of his mind. I'm going to take the Niners. Good and for you. They ran the football 
I mean, did. I know Dallas defense. So, say what it, say what you want. They ran classic the classic letdown game for the Saints. Anybody think the Chiefs stay undefeated? Win in Denver. Yes, Peyton Manning is injured. I take the Broncos. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs too in that high flying defense. I love it. I'm yeah. back in my my play for my Super Bowl pick. I'm back in my play. Pretty bro. good t- game to get two guys going against the opposite. I love it. <laughs> you have the Broncos. Well, hey, you're going to back the Broncos in your Super Bowl pick. I'm going to back. I'm going to back mine on Monday night, Rich. You're going to take the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots. You're taking the Patriots. Bill Belichick who, off a of bye week. Who took the Panthers last week in San Fran? That would be Me. you. You're going to take them again? I'm going to take them again. I'm going to ride that train. I'm sitting on New England. Very good. Let's get to some um, some housekeeping. We've got some great guests coming up. Um, next week on this podcast, Vince Vaughn yes. will be on talking about his Bears um, and his new movie Bears coming game. up, Delivery Man. Nice. Which the concept looks pretty hilarious. Uh, he's like I a, find Vince Vaughn very funny, and I'm not just saying that because he's coming on this podcast. He's a beautiful bouncing baby, Rich. Oh. Yep. Um, Dennis Miller is going to return also, I believe, the following week. Uh, the following week, correct. Right. Jerry Ferrara is on next week, too. Jerry Ferrara he most, returns. most likely next week. He's softbooked. We kind of have to ask him about, do you hear who they, uh, the rumors are for the lead in the Entourage movie? No. I, I did you just know hear he, that. Uh, Kate, Hus- Kate, Kate Upton. Kate Upton. 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 Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Okay. Cat Daddy and all. Okay. So we, we'll have to ask him about that if he's in. And then he's we'll, soft booked, right? Soft booked, yeah. He's uh, he's if he come, it, it depends on his schedule. His schedule. I'll email him. We'll see what stuff. he can do. Okay. Uh, following week, returning to the podcast. Uh, also, uh, a following after that, um, after the thanks the Thanksgiving Friday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So next Friday. But next it pro- Friday probably won't be released. It may be released that day. It probably will be released that day. As, How do we not do it that day? Week. Right. I think we do have to get it. Up. The CEO of Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Pretty big Dick deal. Dick Costolo. In studio, coming in. They've been having a good go recently. Okay, we'd love to get them on. There's the- a lot I want to talk about. I mean, Twitter and the sports world, it has changed it. It has changed it. And he's also a Michigan Wolverine. We may need to have a group hug. <laughs> I just love that when we were talking with his people and, hey, you know, we can do it on the phone. It'll be easy. It's around the holidays. Dick would like to be there in person. He'll fly down for it. <laughs> Well, he's a Michigan. He's a fellow Michigan man. Awesome on the Twitter. The jet. CEO of Twitter's on the Rich Eisen podcast. Awesome, pretty sweet. That's going to be standalone. We're not going to sit on that and wait on it. We're just going to no. put it up. Yep. Um, maybe we can break business news. <laughs> maybe well, we can. I want to see. Uh, I, get I, verified. I just want to see Jim Cramer. I just want to see Jim Cramer, and you guys can get verified. <laughs> All I want you is guys. that blue check mark, Law. <laughs> you and me Let's deserve it. it. Let's put it this way: If you guys don't get blue check marked. <laughs> We're doing something after wrong the after CEO that. of Twitter <laughs> physically being in here. Something. It's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It will never happen. It's never going. The fact out. that you he lost, well, you might as well just move to Tumblr. You lost the underscore what about a year ago now, and I lost uh, Topher. Yeah, yeah Topher was that was that about a year ago? When did that happen? Probably a year long, and yeah, a half ago. Right yeah. Uh, the following Tuesday, the 26th is Dennis Miller. Oh, is that right? That's the that's the 26th, okay, nice. and then a uh, returning. We can call her a friend of the podcast, She right? is. Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs in studio. And we got to get her to open up her diary. And remember she had her diary that she was a little too nervous to bring up questions she wrote oh, down? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, well, she's going to be prepared She had for all her. those football questions written down. She was down. writing down questions for you. That's right. Funny show community. She will be here as well. And then um, December. Yeah. We are about to announce here the the holiday special that we've been discussing We've been dancing around. Dancing around. For a long time. 
There were some guesses on Twitter, I noticed. Have there been? As to what they would be. The uh, Rich Eisen Holiday Special, airing Christmas Eve, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on NFL Network. It'll be me and the full half hour with all four guys from Anchorman 2. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, David Koechner. All of us together from league headquarters in New York City at the NFL headquarters. We are going to shoot it one half hour, me and the Anchorman 2 guys. And we'll obviously post the full conversation on the podcast. That'll be coming out. We'll air that. We'll post that on Monday, December 23rd in advance of that is correct. the Christmas Eve special, the 24th. So Brockman. I finally before, have something to do. The week before Christmas. <laughs> Brockman's got be, something to do. You're going to be pulling double duty. Can't wait. Getting ready for week 16's edition of NFL Game You'll Day You'll be morning, seeing promos that Brockman will be cutting. I'll be in New York. We're going to send the footage back that night. There'll be footage mm-hmm. all be that week coming out, promos and stuff. All week, these guys on Should the be a good time. We'll see what Rudd and Keckner's a huge Chiefs fan, too. We'll see what their Chiefs look like. Yeah, absolutely. Christmas and, week. Hey, you know, maybe maybe tweet us uh, if you have a question for the guys. Maybe we're working into the show if there's a good oh. question or two. So let us know. All right, very good. We are out of we're out of uh, we're at we're we're out of um, housekeeping. Out of housekeeping. What what international got? shout out, Rich. Uh, David Genford. He would like an international shout out to the Southern Hemisphere. He's mm-hmm. an Australian fan who supports the Rams okay. after their big victory like this it. week. Been a long few years, he says. Thanks, okay. buddy. Very very good. Chris good Brockman. Stuff. At Chris Brockman, Thanks, at Chris Rich. Law, thanks very much. I am at Rich Eisen, thanking at not the fake FVP, <laughs> Scott Van Pelt, for being the sole guest on this Week 11 edition of At the Eisen Podcast. Hello, me Cookie Monster. Yeah, me always listen to the Rich Eisen Podcast. It's me favorite podcast. Yeah, me listen on NFL.com. Oh, and it also... On iTunes, just in case you not know that. Oh, me going to go listen right now. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, friends.